Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Sax, the gentleman adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Texas Steampunk Connection. It is now April, and uh, <laughs> uh, a lot has been going on. We yes. uh, just came back from from, tech, from the Galveston Steampunk Festival, the first annual, soon-to-be-long-running festival. Uh, we all had a great time. Um, and we have uh, Johnny Stevenson, the uh, host, and I pulled it all together uh, with us talk to tonight um we also uh thanks to our generous patrons are now upgraded our streaming package and we can we are now streaming through not only facebook but straight to youtube and to twitter so hopefully we'll uh we'll get a lot more reach and more people will see us and that will be awesome and that's all thanks to our patrons. So thank you all very much. We'll be thanking you again at the end of the show, of course. Uh, Kitty and Rita are with us. Thanks for you joining us, you guys. And uh, and here we are. And Johnny just joined us. And uh, now we're gonna we were gonna gush about the show anyway. But now that you're here, we can go straight at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't thank y'all enough for your support. You know, I, I try to jump on all your shows, and you guys made it multiple times. And um, a stacks. I saw you first, and I was just super excited to see you guys all in person. Finally, <laughs> finally I, I, after so long, yeah. I yeah, saw you running back and forth, that I wanted to say hello, but I know that you were like very so busy, busy. <laughs> so busy. You know, um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like the Flash. You know, everyone tries to catch me. Like, walk, you got to walk and talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was kind of like the West Wing, the walk and talk all through the West Wing. I was <laughs> just watching you go around the Railroad Museum. It was, yeah, you were a busy man. Yeah, I, um, you know, I forgot to keep my phone in my pocket the whole time because <laughs> I wanted to track my steps just to see. <laughs> I, I forgot to do that. I know it did say like like 60,000 steps or something, what it did track, but um, yeah, better shoes next year. <laughs> I liked the, the hardest. I liked the location, though. I really did. That was, you know, one of the things I loved is people got to experience the railroad museum, which is, you know, uh, most people don't say, "Oh, I'm going to go to the railroad museum today." So to give them that exposure and for people to see all the cool stuff that's there, um, you know, when the festival's not there, they've got a, even more cooler stuff. So it's um, it's a beautiful location and just the perfect backdrop for a steampunk festival. Like everything is tan and gold inside and the wall murals and the trains and it was cool. It was, it was cool seeing the kids get up in the train and ringing the bells and (laughs) just people exploring the trains. There's so, there's so much to explore out there. You just don't know about it. Well, and it was a perfect backdrop for pictures. I mean, it was, yeah, just some of the pictures I've seen coming out of the festival are just beautiful. It was just, it was perfect. I just saw (laughs) your, I just saw your model photos. (laughs) I usually don't like, full body pictures of myself, but I was actually really pleased with those. Yeah, they came hey, out really all, well. All of y'all look fantastic. <laughs> we did look, we looked great. Um, we look fantastic. I've, <laughs> I've stolen some of y'all's photos that y'all are going to post and I'm going to, 
I'm going to put it in our main album when we get that on the website. I've got our, our videographers and, and camera guys working on creating videos and all kinds of stuff. So um, y'all are in there quite often. <laughs> I'm just so happy everyone enjoyed the vision I've had in my head forever. You know, because I've, I've been dreaming about doing a steampunk festival since, 20, since 2014, I believe, and um, talking to my friend Camille about it. And then, you know, 2019, it was like coming back up and then COVID happened. And um, then I ended up meeting the Railroad Museum and everything just worked out. So I got I got really lucky with that. Definitely. Now, this isn't your first uh, convention or, or uh, festival that you've put on. You are in the, in the sort of entertainment industry already. Isn't that right? Yes, that's correct. I've done very large Comic Cons. <laughs> and um, I do the um, Galveston Esports Summit at the Galveston Convention Center. We take up the whole convention center. And that's basically uh, not just esports competitions, but video games and virtual reality. You, uh, you buy a pass to that event and everything is on free play inside. And the U.S. Army comes. It's a, uh, The U.S. Marines come. The Army brings this cool trailer where the the screens like drop down over your head, like those scorpion chairs. It's, it's, it's amazing. So I've been doing events for a long time, so it's, it's not my first rodeo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the mech warrior pods. Oh, I love that guy. Steve is a good friend of mine. And um, we didn't have him the first year of the esports summit, but we had him the second year and we're definitely bringing him back for that. Yes. <laughs> I was actually going to have them at the steampunk festival, just because I felt personally like the mech battle suits kind of fit into the whole genre of everything I was doing there, but he was already booked for a Comic-Con. Ah, uh, okay. I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe we can have him next year. I want to add more, I want to add more activities like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Steve's a great but guy. This was your first steampunk uh, event running it. Um, why, uh, what, what, what pulled you into steampunk? Uh, as opposed to the other comic cons and all the things you've been doing? Great question. So I have been into sci-fi since I was a kid, Star Trek, science fiction, but I've always been attracted to that old style, mechanical, steam-powered stuff, you know, 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea, that whole aesthetic, you know, Doug Drexler and some of the stuff that um, Steve has designed in sci-fi films, I'm just, I, I find myself more attracted to that aesthetic than anything. And then, you know, it was, it was, I was introduced to steampunk in my, my youth. And then, um, then I learned that everybody else kind of likes that. And then the costumes, and then it just kind of evolved and evolved. And then um, and here we are, you know, creating a steampunk festival. Like I said, I had this idea in my head since about 2014, um, 2015, but um yeah, moving moving to Galveston gave me an opportunity for it all to come together. So, well, we had a great time, definitely. I'm just so pleased to see the feedback from everybody. You know that enjoyed the festival. We had a few hiccups, as you always do, and with the first year festival, is growing pains. Yeah. Um, I don't have to tell you about the AC and the train. Um, <laughs> you know, it was a it, even with it being an 85 year old train, it works during Polar Express. They they have it going back and forth, you know, and and of course, myself nor the museum would ever want to put anybody purposely in a train without a working AC, especially in Texas, right? So. You know, yeah. I, it was just unfortunate. But next year we plan on moving it to a train that's that has a large commercial AC unit inside okay. of it. Um, and Thank it's only, you. It's going to be cut down from 64 people to only 40 people 
each experience, which is going to uh, make it more intimate. Um, you know, people actually get to hear the speaker and they'll get to enjoy it much, you know, <laughs> without drinking hot tea and a hot drink. So, well, it was, it was also a little warmer this weekend, and I think we're used to for April 1st. It was. So it was just, but, you know, yeah. You know, when, I, when I picked the April 1st dates, I had only a couple of options to choose from um, because of my obligations of doing other events and the availability of the Railroad Museum. But last year this time, it was it was perfect weather outside. And I was like, this is going to be the perfect weekend to throw a student <laughs> on. And... And it we, was. Yeah, we got, we got hit with that Texas heat, which is, you know, always lovely. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're hitting, like, uh, record temperatures, 90, 91, uh, in Austin, I know, right now. Yeah, uh, here, too. But it's going back down here this week, back down to the 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're getting a cold front overnight tonight. We should get yep, storms, yep. and then the rest of the week will be cooler for a little while. But, you know, there's there's no fighting it. It's going to get hot. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really Which count on anything. Texas, it'll one day get 107 and stay that way for three weeks. Yeah. Or three the months, humidity. like last summer. The humidity <laughs> came in. The humidity came into Galveston with a, oh, yeah. a vengeance today. So it's like you walk outside and it's like you're breathing water today. <laughs> so yeah. for God, it wasn't like that. Yeah. I think um, the, the beginning of April here was probably the last good weather you were going to get for a steampunk convention or any out uh, outside convention so uh it, it was the best choice you you could make i think yeah i think it was by far the nicest convention i've been to for the time frame um is even like steampunk november you never know what you're going to get it's either gonna be hot cold or frozen or wet and uh, this one was just perfect <laughs> oh, i only got a little bit sunburned like the last thing think about you know, yeah like like the last weekends of camping out at the Renaissance Festival. You never know what you're going to get. You're going to wake up and it's going to be 12 or 500. Steampunk November. You don't really know what you're going to get. <laughs> what really struck me, uh, your costume, you've got two sets of this this costume that you're wearing now. Uh, a black one and a white one. Because I've seen pictures that you posted with the white one. Yeah. But at the convention, you wore the black one. On the hot day, <laughs> running around everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I know. So you know, the white uniform is a is more of like a dress style uniform for public functions, parades, media, and then the black uniform is for you know when I'm in battle, which I was, and I thought, oh, the black one will hide anything or any mess, or if I get dirty or anything, it'll hide it. And then here comes the sun. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, that was it was beaming. But you know, I, I fortunately I, I didn't get sunburned because I was moving so damn fast the sun couldn't catch up with me. So. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> I bet there are a lot of people uh with sunburns today. Uh <laughs> yes. Yes. My my arm is one well, it, it looks better now, but I had sunburn on my hand and then I had my grieve on, but then I had sunburn down here and I'm like <laughs> watching the guy with the magic tricks the entire time yeah a lot of the a lot over there by the bar yes i love him great guy yes yeah he he blew my mind a couple of times <laughs> when i met him showing me what he could do and i was like oh my god yes please come um but uh i know a lot of people went to the beach you know that day of the festival they left to the beach and then you know a lot of people went sunday uh, to the beach who stayed in town so a lot of people probably got sunburned at the beach because Sunday was even more um, 
sunny. <laughs> Wasn't a lot of clouds in the sky on Sunday, which was great for the uh, the Model T driving tours. And I've got some really cool photos and video of of everybody leaving the mansion with that at the same time honking the little horns. It's like meh, meh. It's super cute. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a number of uh, folks from the Houston steampunk community who were really all over that. They had a great time. I'm, I'm thinking from the pictures. <laughs> I, had a, like it. I had a Dallas airship group bring a large group of people. I had a, a large group from Oklahoma. I had a family from Ohio. Um, the gentleman from the Time Machine came from Florida and brought his family. Um, I was... Looking back at the Google Analytics, the statistics report, who purchased tickets, where they purchased them from, I am just completely overwhelmed that a majority of of those people were from way outside of Houston and even outside Interesting. of Houston. For a first year show, that's just unheard of. And for a majority of our vendors as well, our, there was a lot of our vendors who were from uh, way outside of Houston and way outside of Texas that drove four, five, 12 hours to get there. And for me to hear that a lot of them made more money in the first three hours of our show than they did at a three-day show that they were at the week before just makes my heart sing because one of the most important parts of a show is the vendors. If the vendors aren't happy, they talk to other vendors and they don't come back. Mm-hmm. And you, you, it's a snowball effect of, 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 of struggle. And just for, for the first year, I'm just so blown away. I can't even talk, you know, it's just uh, overall, just all around. It was just a success. Uh, you know, again, there were hiccups, but um, to see all the positive messages and everybody just, I already cried a couple of times, especially when I got home that night, just to like guesstimating on how many people that evening when I got home, just looking at stuff and then finally figuring that out the next day when all the reports came in, it was like 1500 people. Oh my gosh. So the line was huge. The line was huge. We got there a little before 10 and yeah, it was or a little before noon and it was just stretching around the down the front of the building and yeah. down the side of the building around the block. I was like, people were like, what's going on? What's going on over there? And then <laughs> yeah. they, costumes and then people would leave the festival and come back but they would flood the strand you know and steampunk attire and people would be like what's going on over there oh yeah steampunk festival um you know and then we end up in the houston chronicle on the front page of the news this morning and uh the entertainers got highlights and color pictures in the magazine the newspaper so that was great to see them get exposure as well wow awesome that's freaking awesome didn't know that was going to happen so (laughs) thank you galveston daily news (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I know our show has talked about, well, I mean, we talked about steampunk events pretty regularly and how I feel like thirsty Texas is for more steampunk events because we've only got like really the one in November and then Dickens on the Strand sort of uh, in December. But in the spring, there's there's nothing yep. uh, unless you're, you're willing to go to a, a comic con and hope they have a good steampunk track. So this was this was well uh we needed it badly yeah yeah and you know the the looking at the zip codes and the addresses tells me just that that people traveled from so far away because they want something like this to exist and for to to to, many people don't know that this is a one-man band you know i did all of the social media i did all of the marketing i did all i built the website 
I responded to the vendors. I was the vendor coordinator. I was the volunteer coordinator. I was everything. Now, granted, get an I, assistant. You need an assistant. So, well, you know, I I had six volunteers. I had the girls, amazing girls. I always have up front taking care of the ticket counter, which we had problems up there with one of the things not working. So that was a little slow, but we got it fixed eventually. Um, I did have volunteers, but I, I, had a group, I had a group of people that were supposed to help me that backed out on the last minute, a couple of them for the tea and the train experience. We were supposed to have a couple more helpers and stuff, but okay. now with the success of the festival, people will recognize, um, you know, that it's something that they might want to help out. So hopefully, you know, I, I anticipate it being a little easier for us to get volunteers and help next year, but, um, you know, to put all the work into it and see all the love just really, really makes me. And definitely we'll have more help next year. And Jared won't be so bogged down that he can help, you know, me stay by my side and be my kind of PA. Maybe I won't have to run so much and blow out my pinkies. Uh, one of the things that uh, I saw when we first went in, uh, we went over into the, uh, the the author's sort of room where they were going to have uh, panels and they were, you know, showing their books. Uh, one, I thought it was cool that I had not seen any of those authors before. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, obviously, I've been to other Texas steampunk events, and I know a lot of steampunk authors that are local, but these were brand new, which is exciting. Um, I regret I never got back into that room <laughs> after the beginning of the show because there was just so much going on. Um, but well, I the hope cool thing about that is we recorded the panel, so you'll be able to watch them later. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, and, and I wondered, like, who, who were they? Because I don't know how to contact them or, or find their books now. <laughs> so so, be... I have all their info on our website, but Fernanda Brady was the one who moderated all those panels for us. And, um, you know, I'll be posting more about her and the authors that attended, but, you know, all that info is on our website. And also the program guides. We had, um, I believe, seven different authors there. And, you know, they contributed to all the panels and, I love what they did in there because they talked about writing advice and how people can get started if they're interested and uh, a lot of helpful tips. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get the video footage and get that up for everyone to see <laughs> my dog over here throwing things. <laughs> we all have unruly pets hanging around. So oh, yeah. very <laughs> much got, so. got a bossy Australian shepherd Ooh. and then oh. Alaskan Klee which is a mini husky. She's too adorable. I can't put her on camera. She's too adorable to break everything. <laughs> so I see you have a drink, and I know how you you know how the show goes. Yes. What, what are you drinking tonight? Captain Morgan and Coke. I'm a rum. I'm a I'm a rum guy. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to drink during the festival except one drink that was purple. It was like some sweet pea thing that they had. Oh, gosh, that was delicious. That was so good. <laughs> was it a tea? No, it was. I think it was a flavored vodka, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I forgot to ask. I'm going to have to go back to Don and ask him what, what that was. Okay. All right. Interesting. I did not see that. Did I was did I. really happy that you had cold beer there, though, especially with the <laughs> With the heat of the day. Yeah. Yeah, the beer was very nice. <laughs> it's important. Stay hydrated, my friend. Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> we only have one comment. Apparently, like like every place we've ever gone, it's hard to find a darker beer than what they serve. But other than that, I'll admit that Galveston beer was fantastic. I really, really, that one. That one, you know, that we one have I didn't get here. We have some cool local breweries out here that has some really strong stuff. 
and not just like alcohol percentage, but just like really solid stuff, delicious stuff. So that's one of my favorite things to do is go to local breweries and try out what they're making next. Lawrence yes. did wish that you'd had something. Yeah, you I was going to say, uh, how did Lawrence feel? <laughs> Imperial. He, he didn't, uh, he didn't have anything because there, there wasn't a, a beer to his, to his taste. And uh, he likes a thick beer. <laughs> however, to his credit though, he was the driver so it's probably better that we didn't have anything he could drink, or else he would have been feeling very bad about himself. Oh, yeah. He's, he's very responsible. <laughs> See, he's oh. back on the Bellhaven We Heavy. <laughs> I bet he sleeps really well with that. <laughs> Who's talking about you having? I am back on my usual witching hour red blend. So. Oh. Yes. Nice red blend. They had some red wine at the festival. You know me. I like my red, so... A Moscato would have been nice, though, because of how hot it was. A nice chilled Moscato would have been would have been excellent. So, but here, yeah, I'm not picky. <laughs> In sacks, what oh. chunky beer do you have tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I have the Big Country um, smoked pecan and vanilla stout. Ooh, that sounds good. That uh, does sound good. Um, I, I've never seen this before. This is a uh, again. Uh, Martin House up in Dallas. Um, one of my coworkers brought it back, and yeah, I had to have it try this. So uh, <laughs> that's what I'm having tonight. Definitely going to be a oh, a that dark, is dark. Of a <laughs> Good thing. Lord. Oh man, look at that. It's like motor oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'll take a slice. <laughs> I was about to say it matches my uniform. Good Lord. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's got that sweet vanilla flavor, and uh, well, it's just a lot going on. <laughs> uh, I get the smokiness. I kind of lose the pecan in everything else, but uh, it, it's really good. I, I I would definitely drink this again. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. I'm, I'm, I need to go find me one of those. And what do you have tonight, Jack? NyQuil? Okay, so because because I've had NyQuil, obviously I don't want to be double dipping into the alcohol content of things. So I'm having sure. a Yoohoo. Ooh! I am I am garbage that way. This is delicious, oh. by the way. Like a trash panda. I haven't had a Yoohoo in a long time. <laughs> Good lord. Oof. So yeah, I'm- before the show, Jack said he was not feeling too well, and we had to strong arm him into a hat on. Yeah, apparently I'm I'm still dealing with a either a cold, flu, or andor now, so we'll see what happens. Oh. I know. Sorry, honey. I don't think I got it at the con, so don't worry about that. <laughs> My allergies have been killing me. With the wind blowing, it's like yeah, everything is in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's probably whatever I do have. It's just it's also there. That's yeah, my, yeah. My car's been yellow for a week from all the pollen. My car's covered with pollen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nasty. <laughs> I have a I have a black SUV, so it's like yellow SUV. Oh no! Yeah, it started early this year. Yeah, the yeah. June bug started early too. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> Eh, it doesn't bode well for the summer, but I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> now you had uh, Frenchie and the Punk. Uh, you wow, they, they've hardest oh, working they? in, in <laughs> show business. They were they were up in New Jersey at a show like on Friday, and then they they flew down, performed for us, and they flew back, <laughs> and, and smiling the whole time. I don't know how they do it. That's just wild. 
It was um, great to, to hang out with them. They're fun. They are, yeah. Um, and they sounded better than their like. I haven't heard them live in a long time, so listening to them not like listening to the CD on the way down there, and then listening to his guitar twang right, and her voice hit those high noises that you don't hear uh, in the CDs was very nice to hear. Like, oh, live music. Again. It is a great vocalist. I I adore them both. I missed it. I was back at the hotel. (laughs) I want to say total props to the sound engineer who got there that that sound right. Because it was amazing. Perfect sound. I don't think I've seen... His name is Jeb, and his company is called U.S. Backline. And I fell in love with that guy because he (laughs) just totally managed all of that without me having to do a single thing. And he was... Him and his wife were completely professional and got with me. Um, there wasn't a moment delay on any communications. And then he just produced. Man, did he produce. He was in charge of all the lightings, lighting up the time machine, the colored lights outside, all the LED up lights, the fog machine, all the audio and visual and all the stuff for the author panels. And he impressed me. I'm going to I'm going to I'm definitely keeping that guy forever. Oh, wow. yeah. No, that guy was awesome. <clears throat> I, I just. You know, I'm sure all of us have been to bigger concerts than this one that the sound wasn't this good. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, I mean, I've, mo- I've moderated panels with, you know, a convention of 60,000 people and being on stage with Brent Spiner and Michael Dorn and Patrick Stewart and nobody can hear a damn thing because the microphones aren't working and we're like A-list talent. It's like, come on, guys, get your shit together. Um, so, yeah, he... he he knocked it out. And right after he finished our event, he was doing an event at the Bryan Museum with some senators and speakers. So he's um, he's well known out here and he has a great reputation. So I'm lucky I bumped into him and uh, hired him. So he's going to he's going to be coming back. And, you know, should I bring Frenchie and the punk back? I think I should. Uh, I'm not going to tell you no. I think I, think, I, think, yeah. I, I missed it. So, yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, only because you missed it, we're gonna do it. I'll bring it back just because you do over, please. Okay. All right. See on the uh, I know I know Fax is not the biggest fan of Marquis of Vaudeville, but they might actually be someone to look into as well if you can get a double hitter there. Yeah, let me let me know who you guys love who's good in the industry and who you'd like to see because I am I'm very open to to bringing in new people and um you know next year is gonna be double the entertainment. So um, I think I'm going to bring the Anachronicles back and have them play more during the daytime, bring Frenchie and the Punk, have them play in the evening, and then I'm looking for maybe even two more bands of entertainment. I'd like to connect with the local pirate band that's around here, too, that oh, does some stuff. Sure. At uh, you know, <laughs> I I know have the, the pirate bands come and perform. They do great at Dickens and, you know, um, add some more entertainment lineup. That way, you know, the daytime um, has more stuff. There is one good pirate as well. Now that we mentioned pirates, uh, Master Bones Jangles. I know he does some stuff for like I think Sherwood and a bunch of the uh, the I love Sherwood. Yeah, and I think I've I've run into him a couple times throughout the years, and he used to be part of um, uh, Airship Isabella for a while. He's a wonderful bard, excellent. I know he's played at uh, at uh, uh, no, uh, Steampunk November a couple times. Awesome fellow. Yeah, yeah. I get really excited about uh, local steampunk bands uh and you know discovering new bands that i can go see on the weekend that that are close by but the ones that i knew about once the pandemic hit they all broke up yeah well what's the one that does honeybee that song honeybee um they're out of california that's um steampunk uh, Steampunk giraffe 
There you go. There you go. Steam yeah, Power Giraffe. Steam Power Giraffe. Yeah. So I reached out. They were the first ones I reached out to, right? And they're like, no, we're not booking anything. We're not booking it. Then we got outside of COVID and I was like, are you ready yet? And they're like, no, we're not booking anything. So oh. I'm not yeah. sure if they're, booking, if they're booking or not yet. But um, yeah, I think their band members changed too. You know, it affected a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a lot yeah. of conventions. I know a lot of conventions that couldn't survive that. And. You know, it's been a difficult time for a lot of people. Yeah, there's a couple of different ones that might. I mean, the cog is dead. I know they do. They move around a lot. And Valentine Wolf is more neo-Victorian, but I know they like to do. Yeah, I've had them. I've had almost all these guys in the Steam Valentine chest Wolf, box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of different options out there. And most of them will travel around. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I want to add more entertainment. We're going to add more interactive things we're gonna do like a murder mystery on the train and um you know we're gonna do like cool scavenger hunt stuff because the property is so large there's all kinds of cool things that we do now that i know that people like it and you know will attend i'm gonna i'm gonna make all those enhancements that i have in my head judas and magnolia does a really good show too they're kind of an escape artists and kind of a, a vaudeville thing going on. I know they do a lot of rent fairs and they've done steampunk November a few times because they got yeah. my kid up on stage a couple of times and my husband on stage before at steampunk November. So yeah, they're really good. Very funny. So, yeah, so you know, I haven't really told anybody this yet, but you know, this year was kind of, um, you know, that HG Wells time machine focusing on focusing on making a successful first year event. And then next year, I think, is going to be kind of like a Back to the Future theme. And I'm going to have a DeLorean time machine there. And yeah, that, you mentioned that. And everybody got so excited. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm, I'm going to bring one of the actors that was the father on Back to the Future. Too. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, think that'll, I think that'll go over pretty well. That's the plan. It's not set in stone yet. I haven't, I haven't contracted anything yet, but that's what I'm going to try to do. You need a break. I'm sure after all of this, you know. Ah, no, no, no. My esports summit's in four months at August 25th, 26th, and 27th. It's a, it's a three day event. We take up the whole convention. So yeah, I nice. kind of slept, you know, but I, Monday I went back up to the railroad museum to pick up a plethora of boxes. And tomorrow, I, took, I didn't go there today. And tomorrow I'm going back to pick up all the teapots and everything. So um, no rest for the wicked, I suppose. Ooh, <laughs> no way. Oh. I'm, already, I'm already knee deep in the middle of esports summit. Man, that's I, I love it though. It's well, I mean, yeah. Uh, if you thrive on that, then you know. Yeah, it's, um, I guess I love to hurt cats. I suppose. Meow. Well, <laughs> if you're really good at doing conventions like this, there's we've kind of had this big boom before COVID of all these other comp all these convention groups getting to, making all these conventions and they were just starting to eat each other and then they all died. This is like, the about, like time where you really just show off and like make some good quality conventions that stay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There for a while they were popping up like subways on every corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh damn, look, another dollar tree. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like that. It was to the point where like all these tiny little conventions everywhere. And then you're hearing horror stories or, where they, some yeah. of them were great, but they could they didn't have enough people to continue going. Or well, Kerrville, like, it sucked population from other conventions, and then just didn't work out. Kerrville oh, I... tried to do the steampunk festival um, back because I went with um, my husband and my kid, and Flavio came down there, and that was because Kerrville had the Renaissance Festival, and they decided to try a steampunk weekend. 
Right. And it, they never did it again after, what was that? Was it 2017, I think? And then they didn't do it. And it was like a month after Steampunk November. Yeah, no, it, it was yeah. like December is a bad time for that. It was, yeah, it was miserable because it was all mostly outdoors. It was, but they had this huge building that they didn't really use. They had most of the vendors outside and it was just, yeah. You know, I have to think Steampunk November as well because going back to our Google Analytics and where our traffic came from from our website, it turns out that Steampunk November shared us quite a bit and let people know about us. So, um, you know, I'm going to return the favor. I'm I'm the kind of event owner that believes that I'll give you a free booth if you give me a free booth. We can all rise up together. Why are Why are we not helping each other promote each other's exactly. shows? Why are we not cross promoting each other, sharing our flyers? You know, it's not that these are my vendors and this is my show and that's my vendor list. You know, it's it's I, I, there's too many show owners that operate that way, and that's no, one no. of the things that bothers me about this business is that. People are greedy and won't work together. And it just, it kills yeah. my heart. It kills my freaking heart. Now, the people who do Steampunk November, they are, they, all they want to do is watch this thrive. And yeah. I've worked with them every year. I've got gone as a vendor and as doing my own other stuff, uh, cross, pro, cross pollution, uh, pollinating. Promotion. Uh, promotion, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. And uh, it's, they're so helpful. I mean, that's yeah, the way I, it be. I, I agree from, from the, the few times that I've worked with them. They seem really open to sharing and uh, getting synergy with uh, other groups and and uh, what events there were. Uh, so you're you're in the big time now, I guess, <laughs> for for the Texas community. So I, in between I, you and Shane now, Shane running Steampunk November. Now we have Johnny down here in Galveston. Y'all are the two big <laughs> names now in Texas for running Steampunk events. Yeah, I gotta I've gotta I've gotta connect with him so I can thank him you know, in person over the phone or over zoom or something for, for their support and, you know, make sure that I return the favor and tag them and post about them and all that stuff, because God, I wish more people would work together. Yeah. The, the infighting and the arguing is a little, it's kind it of just, one reason we're here. Yeah. It's, it's splinters and there's no reason for it. Yeah. It's one reason. Well, it's, it's the politics of it, you know, and I haven't, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I was bullied. Um, whenever I announced this convention, this uh, team, um, I was yeah. bullied by people in the, uh, in the event industry. Uh, I was bullied by a couple of people in the media. I was told that no one would come. No one would drive all the way to Galveston. Um, that I was a, uh, money. I was just doing this as a money grab that I didn't actually care about the community and that I was the punk of steampunk. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was told wow. all Things. I was called a racist. Oh yeah, um, no, we. Yeah, I, was I saw of, it. We saw I was it. Of stomping someone out when all I did, I just didn't know about them. You know, they just didn't have a website and they didn't pop up any of my research. So, you know, this was not without its fair share of of controversy and and, and that drama. But um, yeah, I think we all watched it play out and did what we could to. I try to focus on the positive as much as I can. There's no reason to be so hateful and negative. Like, exactly. I mean, you have like what, 1500 reasons why you should do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 1500 reasons why I should definitely do it again. And, you know, I have 1500 new friends, you know, it's just, that's why when, when I, there was a moment when I, I kind of walked away and sat down in between the trains down one of those rows on those wooden benches and it was like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. And I started crying. I was like, Oh God, don't let anybody see me. Like, you know, uh, oh, no. but just to, just to work that hard and see people actually enjoy what I put together. It, 
you know, when you're, all that. When you're going in the right direction and people see that, somebody's going to come over and try to shit on you. Oh, of yeah. course. So, yeah. there, has, there hasn't been a thing I've done in my life, whether it's the NASA stuff I've done or working in the Comic-Cons or even this. There's nothing I've ever done that there hasn't been that one person or grateful. It's it's sad to see people so negative. Well, and by and large, I think a lot of the pushback was driven by very small area area of the community but i mean any every subculture every community has you know splinter factions and politics but yeah it sounds like you caught some caught more crap than we know about it so. may be yeah i thought we watched we the most of it play out yeah, yeah. Just, oh, there's one guy there's, there's there's much more there were i'm at sorry least, it's, it's okay it's it's Look at us now. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. yeah, no, it was it was definitely you know, and for a, especially for a first time event, I think. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not on the you know organizing side, but it looked like everything for the most part went. You know, the the train was a bit of a, an issue for those of us that are older and get hot flashes, but for the most part, it was it seemed like it went really really well. You know, yeah. everybody seemed to be having a good time and. It was a beautiful location. You know, the vendors were good. More clothing vendors would be nice, but you know, yeah. I wish we had clothing vendors. You know, I had some apply, and then they had, oh, I can't come and stuff. So that's one of my goals is to get more clothing vendors. Yeah, gotta change the layout so we can put some more vendors in there and move the food trucks quite possibly to a little bit. You know, and kind of change it a little bit. Yeah, but the well, food was awesome. The food, yeah. you know, the vendors made money. The entertainers were happy. The food people made money it was uh it was great all around the really only hiccups we had were the so i'm very fortunate for for, <laughs> for it to go off so well yeah uh how many times can we tell you you nailed it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean even the food on the train was excellent i you know i just i like i said it wasn't even that was just the only issue with it was just the air so even that's you know that can be dealt with that can yeah be i'm really sad that i didn't take a moment to go over there and sneak a box of that food because i had ordered <laughs> it was good i had ordered an extra box for myself so i could try <laughs> but that's gypsy joint everything they do is quality and i still have people messaging me asking what the little jam was inside those boxes <laughs> uh, it's so funny people are like what is the jam and i'm like it gotta get that from gypsy joint so i can start telling people yeah no the little sandwiches everything they were really good so good. yeah no good. Yeah, no. We had a good time. I liked it. I'm I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you stuck it out. I'm glad it you were able to, you know, push through all the shit that was rolling down on you and just, you know, get it done. And you did a great job. I'm very excited for you. I really well, am. And it's nice to have, you know, Steampunk November and then have this in April. So it kinda, you know, going into the winter and then coming out of the winter. It was a and then we can all suffer in the summer and then <laughs> go back to Steampunk. <laughs> Spend all that time in the summer making our costumes again exactly. for the next time. <laughs> that, that is the trick, right? We're going into the summer. Now we can't go outside anymore. We all have to hibernate. No more corsets until November. Yeah. yeah. Time to retire the black uniform until, until it gets cold outside. Uh, I, I really like the inside, the inside of the building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was cooler, but the, the AC could not keep up with all the bodies. <laughs> There was a lot of people there. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, it was impressive. It was great. It was just, there was, like I said, it's Texas. It's mercurial. If there hadn't been that many people, it would have been like 40 degrees because that's what Texas does. So. Yeah. You know, and then once a front door opens at the museum and those back doors open, it, all that cold air just gets flushed yep. right out of those back doors. So, yeah. you know, and with so many people there coming in and out like that, it's hard to keep that place cool. But 
fortunately, it didn't get too hot, you know, inside. No. And that breezeway between the trains where all the benches were, that was really nice because we spent. That was a yeah. nice spot to sit. You know, yeah. and I was going to put vendors down those rows, but I, I decided not to do that because who wants to be a vendor stuck down those rows and possibly. Yeah, it's a little. No one even walked down that way. I didn't yeah. want to do that to the vendor. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll probably never use those rows, but other than, you know, to, you know the, the teapot racing and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well, and again, it was, that was the best area to take pictures too. Cause I kept seeing that all day just yeah people shifted we were all trying to not <laughs> walk in front of each other's pictures because we were all up there posing so yeah, yeah i would leave that that section clear for just hanging out and taking pictures and the kids love the train ride taking the train yeah. ride on the Riverside express and <laughs> um you know getting to actually move on a train like that so that was a great thing the kids were playing with that pin art over there and the axe throwing and the archery the axe yeah. I was just like, yes, I loved it. So we got a bunch of great pictures of families having fun, which was really yeah. important to me. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to not have too much, you know, risque things like burlesque shows or anything like that, so yeah. that it could be a family function event um, and and be enjoyed by everybody. Oh, you you'd mentioned uh, NASA earlier, and I just happened across uh, the fire dancer you had after Frenchie and the Punk, and she's like. A NASA engineer, is that right? Yeah, so I, I own a celebrity agency where I represent 76 different actors and, and mostly Star Trek and Star Wars. And when I first started my agency, Juniper was one of, she was already my friend. I already had done a bunch of panels with her at Comic-Cons. But when I started my agency, she was one of the first people I brought on because I absolutely adore her and what she does for educating kids and youth about NASA because I'm a big NASA person myself and promoting STEM education. So when I met Juniper, I was like, oh my God, I love you. And then I found out she was a fire dancer and I was like, no freaking way, right? And that's why I'm like, people are like, hey, that fire dancer is so cool. And I'm like, yeah, she's a rocket scientist, <laughs> you know? And it's like, she's she's so cool. She's intelligent and she has an excitement about, you know, educating youth, which is one of my, my main goals in life. Um, you know, and having her part of, of what I do and stuff and sending her out to Comic-Cons to be a speaker. Um, she's amazing as that. And she'll dress up as, um, you know, she has a couple Star Trek uniforms she'll talk on and go and, and do panels at conventions that I send her to. And, and she's great at that. But yeah, how cool is that? You know, it just, you just, it's totally unassuming, right? You're like fire dancer. She's awesome. She must be an entertainer, you know, just still walking and rollerblading and that kind of stuff. And then you're like, what? She's a rocket scientist. She builds, she builds <laughs> rockets. Yeah. She is an amazing person. I can only imagine Love it. that. I'm going to definitely get a break. After the fact, like, what? <laughs> you just never know. We need to have her do like a panel. And then, like right after the panel, she just like goes behind a little like thing, like changes clothes like immediately, walks out with the fire things, and just does the thing. And then goes back, does you know, goes back, changes clothes, back, and walks out, and does another panel. Yep, we, yep, yep, we yep, all yep. have hidden depths. You just don't know what's hiding in there. Just never know. <laughs> uh, one thing you offered that none of us took advantage of, because by midnight we were we were completely spent. Oh, I was uh, gone. Yeah. But there was some sort of a vampire tour yeah. after midnight. Yeah. So Jen Keel of Spooky Galveston for the midnight vampire tour. And then Sunday we had ghost tours at 730 and 10 o'clock. Um, and she has a company out here called Spooky Galveston where she gives like cemetery tours, ghost tours. And the vampire tour was a new thing, you know, since I had the Dungeons and Dragons guy doing there doing the masquerade vampire 
uh, <laughs> campaigns, you know, I wanted it just kind of fit in. So yeah, the vampire tour was a tour around Galveston and, um, you know, vampire lore and history that's part of the Victorian era around here in Galveston. It was quite cool. And that, that sold out. And, you know, that was 50 people that did that midnight tour. Um, you know, we we're probably going to do that again next year. Wow. Wow. That, yeah, everything sold out. So that, I, I know I was like, I that's when I was like, I think people might actually like this. <laughs> and I, was like, I saw that post on your Facebook was like, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. I know the vendor space is sold out months before the show came around, you know, and I was I was like, oh, that's great, but you know, now we gotta impress the vendors. You know, so the vendors sold out. The first tea on the train experience sold out, and then I was like, you know what? I need to think about doing a second one. So I did a second one, and that sold out. And then the vampire tour sold out, and then the model T driving tour five seater sold out. Then the eight seater sold out, and I was like, I think people are gonna like it. You know, I think people are coming. So it was like, <laughs> they really like me. <laughs> I was like, ah. It was great. It actually work. It was great. To get yes. the support of the community after working so hard, just... Mm -hmm. No, you've got our support. I mean, we'll be back, definitely. That was... Yeah, you just, you see all this stuff on paper, and it doesn't mean anything until you start seeing that line around the building. You're yeah. Like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I went up front to go check on registration, and I saw the line outside the glass behind the girls, and I was like, are they here for the festival, or are they trying to get to the museum? You know, because the museum's closed today for a private event, and they were all for the steampunk festival, and I was yep. like, oh my gosh. And then they yeah. go outside and see it go around the building. Yep. Yeah, because that free lot filled up fast. The one behind the museum, that, that filled up real fast. It did. It did. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they opened the entire parking lot, because usually half of the parking lot's designated for crews. Uh, ah, okay. So they opened up the whole parking lot. That was filled. The street was filled. The parking lot across was filled. I was That's just where we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might be a thing in the future. If you get more, we'll have to figure out more parking or like yeah. a satellite parking with busing or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the whole island Ooh, is problems like to have with a growing convention. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, 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 I'm, blah, 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 see, I can't even talk. I'm just so, I'm happy to have growing things, right? Like that's what you want to happen. You mm -hmm. want, you own a business, you want more orders than you can handle, you know, you're making products, you want more orders than you can handle. So to, to have this level of support just blows me away. I mean, if it was this good in the first go round, then yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you do next, you know, see what comes next year. We will <laughs> definitely be there and I will be done with my dissertation so I can actually spend some time and enjoy it and not be exhausted. I'm, I'm thinking about making a really awesome steampunk Victorian Star Trek Admiral's <laughs> uniform. But you know like the I, holodeck Victorian thing. Yeah, yeah. But I might just stick with I might just stick with this and expand upon this because I really love this. Get me some leather armor and some you know enhancements. <laughs> love it. I love it. Awesome. But I can't thank you all enough for your support though. You've talked about uh a lot of the plans you may have for next year. What uh, what would you ask of the community to help you uh, to get where you want to go? Uh, that that you you may you may have felt you know you wish you had this year. Um, That's a great question. One of the most important things people could do is share our Facebook and social medias because one of the thing I'm realizing now, like going back to 
the Galveston Daily News post that had like 3,000 likes, 700 shares, and 900 comments. A lot of people commented that they didn't know it was happening. And we advertised in the newspaper. We advertised digitally online. We ad we advertised in the Houston Chronicle. We had billboards on the sides of the roads around 610, I-10, the Beltway. Um, we did a plethora of advertising, but there's still hundreds of comments of people saying they didn't know it was going to happen. So you can't go if you don't know. And that's what I always say. And I've heard someone say that and it just burned into my memory. And so the most important thing people could do to support this event is, is share our social media to let people know it's going to happen. Can't go are, if you don't know. Are you going to try to have some kind of a presence at Steampunk November to... I would love to. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna reach out to them, and if y'all, you know, know who I should talk to, um, that'd be great, and that would be lovely, and give them a presence down here as well. I've heard in the past that the advertising you you purchase and put money toward the uh, paid advertising doesn't work until the year after. Uh, that I don't know why, but that <laughs> that has been the experience I, I've seen of other uh, like Ren fairs that were trying to start up. I know one run fair, the uh, the administrator like spent all of their money pushing advertising because that would bring people in, and they and they didn't come. Yeah, it doesn't work. And because the, the, by the next year he'd gone out of business. It was, oh no! Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that with small businesses. Though I worked for one that did that. They hemorrhaged so much cash in the first year. Yeah, advertising hard. From from someone who ran a steampunk subscription service for nine years, I understand completely about being the best kept secret and <laughs> wishing you weren't. Yep, we will keep passing the word though. I mean, especially now that you know, now that it's over and we've got our pictures, we can share and we can talk about it and you know things like this with the interview. And yeah, we can keep it going. And you know, well, something we're going to be talking about because we're going next year already. So it's going to be on our yeah. list. <laughs> we're already ready to go. So I can't wait till next year. <laughs> Same, same. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. 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 <laughs> I love Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do right now, especially. Relax. You know, this is, my, this is my first time to sit down and drink since the festival. Now, when I got home that night, I popped the Tylenol and an ibuprofen because I was just <laughs> all insane. But, uh, yeah. you know what? Once you're going and going and going, you're in it. You don't realize your body's breaking down. But then once everything calms down and the adrenaline leaves you, then it kicks in and it's like, yeah, yeah your body hates you. We're going to do a lot. We're punishing you now for this day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so dehydrated the next day. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I fell asleep in the car on the way back. But we had a long drive back, too. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, and, yeah. And so many people traveled so far, and I can't thank you all enough for coming so far. Oh, away. it was worth it. So you know, worth it, yeah. All the vendors took a risk, you know, being part of a first-year show, and it's always hard to get vendors for first-year shows. Yeah. They all took cool I, had, I had over 190 vendors apply, and we were only able to take 56. No, you had some really, really cool ones, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. They did a great job. This is the first convention I've been to where I didn't vend. In a long time. No, no, that's not true. This is the second. This is the second. Last, last Steampunk November. I was going to say Steampunk November. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I didn't vend. It's yeah. It's weird for me to feel like because I remember we like Thax and I. We walked up. We're walking up to the convention, and the, the, these guys on the streets are like, "You guys are vendors," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, oh, wait, no, 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 no <laughs> not a vendor." Whoa, my brain just broke. Nope. They were going to let us in the back door. 
Why were we on it? That's what I just <laughs> asked you, Fax. Jeez. And we need to have an info table for our own thing there. Next yeah, the, and the cops that I had watching the back and the, just the cops that I had there, they were so cool. You know, I've, I've met, I've known them, I've met them before, but they they were enjoying the entertainment and having a good time themselves. It was cool to see them having fun. <sighs> yeah. Well, one thing I would like, this doesn't really have any, much to do with, with the convention, but I would like a list of good restaurants <laughs> because the restaurant we went to was not good. Which one? Nick's Kitchen? Nick's. Uh, oh, come on. The food was, was bar food. It was bar it food. Was completely full. Like, okay. I will admit, that guy did his best to get us. Apparently, Guidos was really good. That's where Shannon went. Landry's was excellent. Guidos is amazing. There yeah. are a bunch of really nice places to eat, like Riondo's, um, who was the. That one was running the bar, right? The food truck in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Riondo's is an amazing place to go. Saltwater Grill is another place. Um, Sharky Shark Shack. Um, Shark Shack has some of the one of some of the most amazing hamburgers I've ever had in my life. Ooh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mentioned that um, providing people. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that into our email blast and like travel information for people mm -hmm. who are coming. Check out some of these local eateries. That'll yeah. be a great We would love it because we got stuck kind of stuck with the, the, the usual, like the big ones that kept putting up on the end. Nick's was my fault. I picked that. It was delicious. <laughs> that, that platter was awesome. That service <laughs> was so terrible. I was yeah, she was, she was exhausted and irritated. She did not want to be waiting on our table. <laughs> Someone was hangry. <laughs> she was, yeah. But yeah, there was a lot going on. <laughs> She's like there's that aunt that's like serving you food who doesn't want to serve you. She's yeah. just like, okay, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What's next? Yeah, What's she, next? Was, What's next? she was very brusque. <laughs> but, and you know. And once we got our orders, she would not take any more. <laughs> yeah. She here's was done food, with us. Yeah. You're never going to see me. <laughs> yeah. It was busy, though. It was real busy. I mean, it was Saturday night in Galveston. It was a beautiful night, so, you know. But no, I mean it was gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful. You know, it was a it was a great weekend. Yeah, you know? well, thank you. Thank you it took all. me a few days to get the seawater out of my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up on nine o'clock. Yes, we are. Right. It's time to talk talk about our patrons. Um, our lovely patrons. Connection. We're supported in part by J.R. Seegers, a school for the great game, Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, and Tibetan mystic arts. A School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Garage series, available on Amazon. And today I noticed they have their second book out. So if uh, you like that first one, they, get, they got more. Uh, we're also uh, supported by Fair Treasures. Uh, Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear, and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, that's fair with an E, or Etsy, or at Sherwood Forest Fair in Dade, Texas. Uh, tell Kitty we said hello. Uh, we also want to thank our patrons, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, and a generous grant from Rita and Lawrence Allen, which has helped us uh, tonight to uh, upgrade our, our streaming service. We're going to three services. We're fancy. <laughs> and I checked the Twitter. We are streaming on the Twitter right now. So Sweet. I'll have to make sure it's connected correctly to the YouTube in the background. But other than that, I think we'll be fine. 
we're almost professionals now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Streamyard makes it easy. <laughs> By next Galveston Steampunk Festival, we will be streaming remotely from events. That's our next. <gasps> we're working on it. Goals. We're, we're uh, working on the platform. Yep. It's gonna be. It's gonna be some. Do uh, you guys have anything else to to add here? Uh, we want to thank you, Johnny Steverson, for uh, spending an hour with us and uh, telling us about uh, the festival and the plans for next year's festival, and just letting us gush at you for having yeah. you bringing us such a great time. Oh, thanks for letting me gush at you guys. I like wouldn't be here if I didn't have the support of people like you and you guys and getting the word out. So I can't thank y'all enough for coming all the way to Galveston yeah. to support this first show. It, it was our pleasure. It was it our pleasure. pleasure. My best friend, so yeah, my best friend that was with us, she's not really, she's never really been, you know, into steampunk until I started taking her to this stuff. And she was out there with her daughter and they had, Emery had the best time. That child was just, yeah, she was, yeah. So, yep, Good. we'll definitely be back next year, all five of us. So, yeah. well, cheers to that. And thank you all. Thank you. You're Yahoo. I love it. <laughs> and I will pass us over to our founder, Flavio, to, uh, Take us out. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening, Steampunk, that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam Connect One oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, once again, thank you very much, and until next time, mind your gauges. Mind your gauges.